Hey everybody, welcome to Campus Comics Cast, coming to you from Carbondale, Illinois, with special guests from the Campus Comics crew, and now, here's your host, the man with the previews in hand, Mike No. Hello, and welcome to an extra bonus edition of Campus Comics Cast, uh, sitting here again in the back room at Campus Comics with... Scott Reed, Dan Brown, and Tyler Wright. All right, we already did our monthly preview review, for, but this time we kind of just want to take a, a little extra time and talk about some of the movies and Netflix series that are out there, give you kind of all our input on those, and as far as that goes, where we want to start? What do we want to start well, with? Well, Thor was first, right? So we probably oh, should yeah, start with Thor. With so. All right. All right. How do we want to do this? We want uh, to uh, just go around and give initial impressions or... Yeah, we, we just want to talk about it or what? Yeah, we can just start talking. I guess right. I'm sure people will have feedback. Yes. So, okay. Well, uh, well I, I thought it was I thought it was decent as you know, uh, not great but not terrible either. So it was kind of middle of the road for me. Right. I really liked it. I thought it was a really good Marvel movie. Uh, I still really liked the first Thor. This may have been better. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I'm. I would disagree with that <laughs> yeah <laughs> we may have we may have fist fights before right, the night's right, over no, yeah. so <laughs> but, no it was, it was a lot of fun you yes. know it, it was a lot of fun um my and tyler's silent here because he hasn't seen it so yeah, he's just no. soaking it all in yes so so well i got off my problem with it i just immediately first seen all right thor hanging starts in hanging in the chain and he says earth instead of midgard and that's just like that is turned me the wrong way for the movie for some reason so like from that point forward i was just like it was decreasing in uh you know in its goodness as a thor movie mm -hmm. so that just bothered me for some big reason <laughs> so just saying earth yes well because it's it's just not the character you know that's not the character and i don't even remember going back to the other thor movies and avengers it's i feel like he said midgard and everything else but in this one he says earth instead of midgard Am I, I don't, maybe I'm just misremembering that. I think but. he he does definitely say Midgard later in the movie because I remember you saying mm -hmm. that and I kind of looked for it. But, I mean, I think it's the first scene of a movie. <laughs> You're going to have a more casual crowd than just the hardcore comic guy. Uh, who cares? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I it stood out, but it, like, I'm not going to get hung up mm -hmm. on that. Mm -hmm. you know, well, for, what hits you hits you, I guess. Yeah. I mean, yeah. my, my whole thing with it, was it fun? Yeah, it was a lot of fun. It was enjoyable. I was very entertained watching it. But, you know, at the end of the thing, it's just like, you know, this is about the destruction of his home world. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And to have it just be a one, like a rapid fire joke fest. I, yeah, it, right. It, oh, yeah. It just seemed like it's it got the humor. And these there were a lot of jokes. And it's not that they were bad jokes. And they all landed. I mean, they were all good jokes. Most of them did. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I didn't, I can't really remember a bad one, you know. But um, but it's just a, a little bit much. And it seemed to sacrifice the heart that we're used to seeing yep. in Marvel movies. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It, 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 I just didn't feel the connection. I, I really didn't care, you know, for the characters like I had before in Marvel mm -hmm. movies. You know, so it just... 
I don't know. It just fell a little bit short. For There's me. way too much, way too much focus on trying to make every single line a punchline to a joke, and then you have Kate Blanchett coming in playing the the goddess Hell or Hella, Hella, Hell. What I can't remember. Hella. Hella, and she's um, hella good too. Yeah, <laughs> and she even is talking about everything as a joke or a punchline, and that's just—I don't know. I just—it just really bothers me that, that everything is being played for a joke, and you can't have a series. That's one of the reasons why Winter Soldier is still probably the best Marvel movie because it's actually a film and not just trying to play for a punchline. Mm-hmm. Right. So that's probably my biggest negative about well most of the movies that superhero movies that we're seeing now they're almost all being played as for jokes yeah no i think that's the big criticism everyone seemed to have of this film was mm-hmm. just the too many jokes and for me yeah it is a more fun movie but yeah there were a couple times where i'm like we could have done without that one yeah. you know right but yeah i think you know as far as downplaying the destruction of asgard uh, I mean, that really feels like they're setting up a piece for Infinity War. Yeah. You know, they're kind of moving everybody around. Mm-hmm. I think the only reason to downplay that would maybe just to be, to set something up for later where you're not just hitting people over the head with it, but, you know, I would assume it leads into something. You mm-hmm. know, it, get, it gets Thor to a certain place. Right. Oh, should we say spoilers? Yeah, I was, was going to say that. Yeah, by, by the way, if you've Spoiler made it this far, alert, yeah. assume yeah. that Thor is going to be spoiled, uh, Justice League is going to be spoiled, and the Punisher uh, Netflix series is going to be spoiled. So if you don't want to have any of those spoiled, you should have stopped mm-hmm. ten minutes ago. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I can only spoil through five episodes of Punisher, so okay. we're good there. Yeah. We probably yeah. I probably won't do a whole lot of spoilers on Punisher. Yeah, yeah and if, if you haven't seen Thor at this point, I don't think you're going to, because I think it's out of theaters yeah. <laughs> at this point. Wait for the rental or uh, streaming. Yeah. Another big gripe I had was the very real simplistic dismissal of the Warriors three oh in yeah, this yeah, movie. Yeah, that, that kind of bummed me. Yeah, out. that yeah. was. I mean, uh, uh, Fandral and Volstag one very brief scene where they didn't even. I don't think they swung their weapons, mm-hmm. and then Hogan, Hogan gets a little bit of a fight just to make up for his lack of involvement in some of the previous ones, and then that's it. And no Sif. Yeah, Which no I guess Sif I'm enough. glad Sif wasn't there because then she'd be dead too. Mm-hmm. But uh, is there a story reason why Sif wasn't around? I couldn't remember. No, I, I think so. it was probably she's filming uh, what's that uh, TV series that oh, she's in yeah, with yeah, the yeah. tattoos, right? Yeah. Um, so I would assume that just was a, a, a conflict in scheduling. So, but at least we can have her back for the right, for yeah War for maybe. Infinity. It's and I you know watching some of the the trailers for Thor, I was really excited for some of the Valkyrie scenes. They looked really, really cool. Mm-hmm. And then of course those are only about 15 to 30 seconds of the, right. in the actual film. And then the, the Valkyrie that we get is just a, another Valkyrie that's played for a joke. She's drunk half the movie and, and like, okay. So it's just like, here's another punchline just to add to the list of punchlines. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's actually one of the ones I can remember of like, we don't need that joke is where she's coming down the ramp of her ship and oh, just right. falls yes, off just falls off. Yeah. Right. It's not the most graceful introduction to a character. Mm-hmm. Right. I get where they're going with it, but it's like, eh, did we need that one? Yeah. Right. The um, cameos, of course you had Dr. Strange cameo. And then uh-huh. of course the Mark Ruffalo uh, Hulk stuff. I, those I felt were forced. I thought I didn't really feel the interaction between Mark Ruffalo and Chris Hemworth as Hulk Thor, or Brant Banner Thor in this movie, it felt really, it's like neither one of them was trying to me. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Dr. Strange just kind of felt wrong in this film. 
I guess they needed to get him in there to show that his power level has increased before we get to Infinity War. I guess he's if he's going to be able to play a part in that. Just but uh, I know I didn't care for for those uh, that interaction on in, in either of those. Right. What do you guys think? Um, it didn't really bother me, but it was just definitely just all played for laughs. You yeah, know, what I mean, yeah. it just seems to be the ongoing theme here, but mm-hmm. it's a troublesome theme to me. I've, you know, I I've mean, been following for thirty minutes. Yeah. yeah. Do you think Guardians of the Galaxy had anything to do with yes. that? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I think that's why you've got Thor in space. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. Just a lot of the design and music choices. Mm-hmm. Can we talk about the music real quick? Absolutely. Yes. Because <laughs> Immigrant Song is a great song. Uh-huh. It's not necessarily my favorite, but holy crap. Oh, yeah. It is used <laughs> so effectively in this it movie. It is. Yeah. And, 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 my, and for all my griping about it, you know, those that final scene that right. final battle scene you know with all the thunder flying the lightning mm-hmm. flying around him and the immigrant song blaring oh, in the background yeah. and he's just flying through the air at the enemy oh it's it's terrific it's you it's know? it reminds me like you know it gives thor kind of a theme song like wonder woman kind of has her theme mm-hmm. song right. you, that's like a cool song for wonder woman in the in the where she shows up in batman versus superman and and in of course her own film and that's kind of now going to be thor's thing yeah but has had that song been used in another superhero movie before or is that the first time i would um, think it's probably the first time okay. everyone's been making a big deal about how they were able to get that song for this movie okay. right because right. they are either very selective in where that goes or it is very pricey okay mm-hmm. so i can't imagine there's been a superhero film up to this point that could have yeah. even afforded okay that's then that's fine i just was i just was wondering so right now someone might correct us online but they'd have yeah. to do that first yeah yeah i was about but, to say that that, that's kind of one of them songs, too. I mean, you get a lot of movies, especially action movies. They always seem to get your big hits mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. to get that drive. I mean, that's like um, when we saw Justice League, they had the Jumanji trailer, Welcome to the Jungle. Yeah. yeah. And they always sync it up with the guns. And, right. You know, mm-hmm. So, I mean, if it works, that's totally cool, though. I mean, because... And it's perfect for that character. Exactly. You know, it has a Nordic... The, you know, and all that stuff. You know, the immigrant son come from the land of the ice and snow. I mean, come right. on. Yeah. Plus, it's yeah. Simple, yeah. Oh, it's yeah. yeah, right. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, and like, it's rare that you see superhero movies getting like hit songs of that caliber. Like, mm-hmm. you know, you saw Suicide Squad. They definitely threw money at that soundtrack, right? Because yeah. you had Credence and everything else on there. Way forced. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. The thing is, is when they released the soundtrack for that movie, uh. it was like. None of those songs, which I don't care anyway, because I've already got those. Right. But it was like, yeah, yeah. Now this care. is a, this is a really good time for superhero soundtracks. In addition to all these movies, uh, I get a lot of them just because they're good to read your comics to. They're good, you even know. Like if you're like cleaning your collection, right? Hans <laughs> Zimmer's music score to like yeah. Batman versus Superman. I feel like blowing stuff up, while <laughs> cleaning yeah. my statue. That's yeah. Maybe not what you want to do while you're yeah. cleaning yeah. those. How expensive did you say those it were? Nice. <laughs> but yeah, like even like back when Batman Begins came out, I got that soundtrack and I just listened to that over and over reading Batman. And it's like when I watch it now, the soundtrack really stands out for me. Mm-hmm. You know, so there's that. But it's like there's so many of these soundtracks coming out now. But it's just like, it's such a letdown when you get releases like that. And the James Bond movies are like that now, too. Uh, I've got all the Bond soundtracks, uh, Skyfall and Spectre, both didn't have the theme on the CD. Yeah, I ended up up buying Spectre Digital because of that, and then I just got the Sam Smith single separate. Right. And I'm sure it's an issue if they can't pay them enough 
you know, of Adele and Sam Smith now to gotcha. release their songs on their soundtrack, and they mm-hmm. release it as a single. Huh. But it's like, that's just frustrating. Yeah. I'll tell you what, that was the one cool thing about, like, even Guardians of the Galaxy, is for so long, you know, you'd always seen, like, you know, for example, Iron Man 2, like, ACDC, they specifically released right. a soundtrack for Iron Man 2 that's all ACDC catalog. And... You know, it was cool to see some of the new songs that they had on there at the time, but, you know, you still had, like, Dirty Deeds, TNT, Shoot to Thrill. Right. And it's like, yeah, we've heard those, but, like, with Guardians, both them soundtracks, I mean, they had some big hits on there, but, like, having stuff from, like, Sweet. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, Fleetwood Mac, stuff. it's like, yeah, it was really cool. Yeah, you know, it is. Music Nut, it's, you know, definitely check them out. Yeah, and of course, the first Guardians just tied into their soundtrack. They oh, just yeah. made such yes. a great use of that in general. Sure. And the problem is all the rest of the movies are trying to emulate Guardians right. oh, success yeah. with the jokes and Lightning with the, the, with yeah. the music, oh, yeah. and most of them were falling short. Even the second yeah. Guardians, while it was good, was not... It was a little forced. It was, it it was, too it was oh, you yeah. know, didn't mm-hmm. flow as well as the first Guardians, so now mm-hmm. we have everything trying to be Guardians. Yeah. I think you got some directors, too, telling all their actors, pretend you were Robert Downey Jr. playing Thor, right. and playing <laughs> that way. And it's mm-hmm. like, oh, no. <laughs> right. Jeff Goldblum, what everybody think of Jeff Goldblum? Uh, he was Jeff Goldblum. Yeah. yeah. Jeff Goldblum. I really don't see the point of not painting him blue. Yeah, he's still going to be recognizable. Yeah. he's still got Just a face that'll blue, stand you can't out. Tell who it is. Yeah, they even could have done it digitally if he didn't want to put on the makeup. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't care. So. I didn't care for Jeff Goldblum in that role. I mean, so the other part of that is I don't really care about the Grandmaster. Yeah. Right. he's never been a great character. Yeah. So I, it's it's one of those things where you have a not necessarily a blank slate, but one that no one's beholden to. Really, mm-hmm. you're not going to get fans outraged about that's not oh, my grandmaster. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's not going to happen. Right. You know, so it's nice that you know Marvel kind of takes advantage of that when they can and kind of mm-hmm. at least builds something on it, even if it is just hey, here's Jeff Goldblum. Well, it always seems like that kind of plays into that whole thing too. Is like, are these actors and actresses just like I want to be in a Marvel? Movie. Yeah, right. Can you find me just the small? It's like John C. Riley in the first Guardians. Movie. Right. It's like, what are you doing in Guardians? Yeah. <laughs> what about the because uh, the, we had like what there was two post credit scenes in Thor. We had the one with the ship. Oh, right. This yeah. popping up. So anybody wants to spec who's ever I think the ship is. I mean, it's Thanos, right? You, well, yeah. I, I, we don't know. I mean, right? For sure. I don't think uh, anybody knows for sure, but I, I'm like, who else is that going to be? I, well, it's thought crossed or, my mind is the uh, Beta Ray Bill ship, which would be awesome. That would, I mean, I'd love to see, I mean, we had, we had, you're a, probably right. It's we Thanos, had a reference. We had a Beta, Beta Ray Bill Easter egg in this movie. Mm-hmm, in you know, the tower. So that's yeah. definitely tower there. Champions, yeah. yeah. Okay, well, talking about the tower, mm-hmm. I was able to figure out a couple. Does anybody know all of them? I don't remember. I had several on my notes that I couldn't find before I got here. Because I know we got Beta Ray Bill, and I think we have the Bi Beast. Right, with uh, the double eye. I, yeah. Those are the two that I, those are the two well, that I remember. I think and one of them Hulk was at the top. I think one of them might have been Ares. I don't. You it know, kinda, I don't remember the picture now. Kind of looked like that to me. Gotcha. Okay. Right. And I'm not sure who the other one was. Yeah. I think I was thinking Airwalker at the time, but I'm not sure if that's right. I need to look at that. I need to look at that again. Freeze yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Of course. Then we have the. The one uh, other gladiator who was the Saturn, the Saturn guys from the first Journey to Mystery eighty three. Right. So that was kind of that was kind of cool that they he was in there. Yeah, and then he though was, the character himself was a little annoying. Right. So. But he that was Taika Waititi, right? Yeah. Down yes. Down yes. Director. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah. Thank Korg you. I can come with the name. Name only. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. We definitely have a lot of Planet Hulk in this Thor movie. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, as far as I'm concerned, in the Marvel characters. 
Hulk is the strongest of all of the Marvel characters, but in this movie, it's very clear that Thor is stronger than the Hulk mm -hmm. because Thor wins that fight without intervention. That kind of bothered me as well. So when it comes to just brute force, Hulk should beat Thor, but <laughs> Thor wins this one. Um, do you think that, I mean, the way they're kind of doing Hulk throughout the Marvel movies, isn't he becoming more banner-like as we go along? I mean, now he's carrying on full conversations. Could it be more like as banners taking over more Hulk's laughs? You know what I mean? Well, the they spirit. kind of implied that it's going to be, you know, Banner saying if he changes again, he may never, he change, never back. change back. Yeah. Right. So is the oh well, I don't know if it's that or if it's just he's been Hulk. So story wise, he's been Hulk for two years now, right? Yeah. Without changing, without back. changing back. Yeah. So is this just Hulk developing more yeah. and just yeah. getting smarter and being more in control now? Gotcha. Okay, back to bad jokes in this movie. Towards <laughs> the end, okay, spoiler. They do the throw Hulk out of the aircraft. Yes. yes. Uh, yeah. Or throw Banner out of the aircraft yeah. so that he changes due to the stress of almost dying. Mm -hmm. Bruce Banner collapses Foxes. onto the Rainbow Bridge. Right. And it was they, good for a laugh, but... It's good for a laugh, but does this imply that Banner's dead? Oh. <laughs> they've, they've meant... This has come up in the comic books before, huh. where if like he changes at the point of death, I think this is in Hulk the End, he can't change back to Banner because Banner's dead, or he will just, or like Hulk will die when he reverts back to Banner at that point. I would huh. say in the movies, no, because in the Avengers movie, right? Didn't Banner say he shot himself and he the changed? Other guy spit out the bullet. Other guy spit out the bullet. So uh, mm, wasn't that in the first Avengers movie? That was. Was were we taking that as literal or as metaphor? I was taking it as literal. I did too. So, okay. but. Who knows? We don't know. It's but yeah, I mean, they've done stuff like that in comics before, mm -hmm. too, where even if it's a bullet, like right next to him, as soon as he'll change that quickly, mm -hmm. sometimes, depending on the situation. But yeah. Uh, and the throwing the red ball against the glass, that was another cheap laugh. Yeah. You know, it's just like, it was constant cheap laughs. Hmm. And even, you know, Kate Blanchett, they don't remember me. It's like, oh, come on. Yeah. <laughs> and she's a character I like, I wanted to like her role a lot because I like her as an actress, but I, it didn't work. It just didn't work. Yeah. So. I, re I really like the look of the outfit on her. Yeah. Like the the horns. I mean, it is, really? it is more, I mean, it's definitely based on the kind of the Walt Simonson Kirby design, but mm -hmm. yeah, I think specifically, not a bad thing. it looks more like the Jay Lee with this kind of pointed mm -hmm. horns on it and everything. Mm -hmm. uh, I also am really glad, and I'm not sure why this is the first movie to do it. We got a lot of Kirby in this, the production design of this mm -hmm. movie. Yeah. yeah. You've got the alien Sakaar world where there's Kirby tech all over the place mm -hmm. from right. like the first scene where Thor's on that chair. Yep. You know, mm -hmm. we just got like influences of Kirby all over the place. The Willy Wonka theme music. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they get any like Kirby crackle looking. Not so much crackle, but definitely his tech kind yeah. of style is all over the place. Mm -hmm. You know, and some of the bright colors and things like that. So do we think that. Valkyrie's going to be the love interest moving forward since apparently Natalie Portman is out of all the rest of the Thor movies. So I, I had always, so I figured that they felt, I felt to me like they were forcing that and I felt like they should have left that for Sif, but you know, what do I know? Yeah. I, I don't care either way. I, I, yeah. yeah. You know, uh, again, didn't really care about any of the characters. The characters I cared about weren't there. Right. Yeah. There yeah. was a rumor I heard about another love interest that I thought would maybe be an end credit scene or something saying that Hela 
is the death that Thanos is in love with in the oh. movie universe. Yeah. Okay. And I was like, oh, well, maybe that'll be like an end credit scene or they'll tie that in somehow to Infinity War. Right. But again, in a movie, we, s- all, we all understand the concept of the Grim Reaper in comics mm-hmm. and that that has a, that's traditionally been you know, represented with yeah. Thanos. Does that play to a movie? But you could. it's much more understandable for an audience maybe that Thanos is in love with Kate Blanchett. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know. Of course, they're not, she's not, did they ever actually call her the goddess of death in this in the movie? Yeah, she refers she? to herself as okay, that. Okay, I just she was more often just you know Odin's you know right hand, first, yeah. yeah, Odin's yeah. first and stuff like that. I yeah, no, so they several times they mentioned okay. that because she even says like, "What were you the god of?" or something like that. She's yeah. like, the goddess of death. Yeah. Okay. Personally, I just kind of wish they'd ease up on any love interest in these <laughs> superhero right. movies and stuff. Cause, yeah. I mean, it's good to a certain degree, but it seems like anymore that's a go-to, and it can either make or break it. Well, right. it's, it's watering them down quite right. a bit. Yeah. Yeah. So. Well, they got to, you know, I mean, I guess it would be sexist to this day and age, but they kind of got to appeal to the, you know, these are guy movies. You know what yeah. I mean? So you know what I give mean? Something. So give something. Give something. A little get, bit of romance. They got to get a reason for the girlfriend to get dragged along. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I like superhero stuff, but it's kind of like the notebook, too. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, well, okay. <laughs> well, we want to we wanna grade it? Oh, sure. We grade well, it? Real, real quick, just okay. sort of a tangent thing I want to ask you real quick. Uh-oh. Yeah, we talked about Natalie Portman you know, probably being out of these movies. Mm-hmm. What if they do what we've got now in Thor, bring Jane Foster back as the wielder of Mjolnir? While well, I like the idea, I don't... Natalie Portman has to have a really good director to mm-hmm. be a very good actress. So that's why she's terrible in some films like the some of the Star Wars movies and like she was why she was better in the first Thor movie because you had a real director for that movie and she was really good in the professional because you had a good director. If they get a good director and bring her back in that way, then I'm okay with it. But if they don't have a really strong director, I'd rather them recast. Mm. Yeah. <clears throat> that's that's just my take on it. Or just have a completely different person right. as that as the as the new thor because we're probably going to get a new thor after oh, avengers they, yeah, yeah i can't imagine yeah you know are that you guys think we're getting close to a reboot for the marvel universe because we're I, closing in on 15 years now aren't we mm-hmm. for the marvel cinematic they've got a plan for how many more years i've heard up through 2020 but again i don't get okay. the emails so yeah i don't either so <laughs> i mean so we could be four years away from a complete reboot right so the entire I mean, Marvel Cinematic. Got, I mean, the thing is, though, too, they've stated after the fourth Avengers, contracts are going to be expiring. Yeah. They're not going to be able to afford to bring everyone no, back, regardless no. of who they want to. You know, and Chris Hemsworth is the, you know, is notorious for being the least paid Avenger. Yeah. And is the one who has to stay buff all the, the time. time. Well, I don't know. Chris Evans has to stay in yeah. pretty good shape, too. Yeah. So, um, all right. Anything all right. else on Thor? I think I'm good. All right. Who wants to grade it first? Oh. Uh, I'll go first. Okay. I got I I give it a fine plus, so I got yeah. a six five. Fine plus is my grade for Thor. I will say very fine for this. I really enjoyed this movie. I thought it was definitely better in Dark World. Uh, overall, just as a complete movie experience, I think it was really good. There are flaws to it, of course, but there is on everything else. Yeah, mm-hmm. sure. I'm gonna have to agree with Scott on that. I'd give it a fine plus. You know, it was, it was a lot of fun, but I don't know. Just in the end, for me, a little bit lacking. You know what I mean? Fun and entertaining while you're watching it, but once it's over, it's just like, yeah, what else you got? You know, that's kind of how I felt. Well, Infinity War. 
Yeah, that's yeah. what they've got. Oh no, Black yeah, Panther. We got Black Panther. Black Panther. Yeah. Yeah. Black Panther right. So, all right, so. Justice League. We'll let Tyler talk because he hasn't yeah, got to talk here. Why don't you give us your initial impression of uh, Justice League? <clears throat> well, when it, honestly, before going to see it, when it got announced at like San Diego, what like two years ago now, a year ago, I was excited for it, and I don't know, just the constant you know, hate towards the DC films and stuff. It kind of bummed me out. And I was like, man, I hope they can like pull it together. And honestly, getting close to closer to the release date, um, we was actually coming back from your con and we stopped at pizza and we were sitting there talking about movies and stuff. And we were like, what else is coming out this year? And, you know, we went from Thor straight to Star Wars. Mm -hmm. And Justice League didn't even come across. And Josh, who ain't even the DC guy. Right, right? He's yeah. The Marvel yeah. Guy. He was like, what about Justice League? And I was like, I completely forgot. Yeah. And I felt bad about that. I did, too. And I was like, it shouldn't feel that way, especially no. if you've been waiting as long as a lot of us have for it. But overall, going into it, and I watched it despite the fact that I got spoiled like a night or two before. Yeah, I know, yeah, yeah. You were not happy. Uh, I was day. not happy, but it was whatever. And <laughs> but yeah, I enjoyed it. I I realized it has flaws, but I left the movie and like I told the guys after we got done, I was like, I don't really have anything to complain about. I mean, nothing comes to mind. Uh, it was fun. I mean, it getting to see those guys on the screen together for the first time live action. It was really cool. I mean, it was like that's the Justice League. Right. Not, I I liked it. I mean, I was surprised by how much I liked it. To be honest, mm-hmm. I mean, for the first thirty minutes of the movie, I gotta admit, I was pretty much checked out. I don't know. There was just something about the way the setup was done. Mm-hmm. Kind of felt, you know, Suicide Squaddy to me. Oh, here's what Aquaman's doing. Here's what so and so's doing. Here's what so. It just kind of felt disjointed, you know. But as they moved along, the kind of whole thing, it kind of gelled together. You know, I mean. I think uh, I like Batman-led Justice League, and I like Wonder Woman-led Justice League. I'm not a fan of Superman Justice League necessarily, you know, as far as Justice League stories. And I so I like the fact that it started out Batman put the league together, but by the end of the film, Wonder Woman was the heart of that team. Mm-hmm. I thought so. I both of those things really worked for me. Um, as far as the casting, I, I was glad to see. I mean, I felt like they redeemed Superman in the DC movies. Mm-hmm. You know, made him the optimist that we've always needed to see you know i think they helped that there's a little quite a bit of course correction through a lot of that stuff and you know overall i i, I had a i had a lot of fun you know i, I gotta admit there's issues definite issues with it but uh, by the end of it they pretty much won me over yeah. well, i i and again i enjoyed it but i there was a lot of things that i would have liked to have seen them do a better job with superman and Warner Woman were terrific in the movie batman was okay Aquaman and Flash were pretty bad. I thought I did not care for their, especially Flash. Flash was really? just wrong. Yeah. Um, and I, I'm not even mentioning Cyborg. Um, but uh, the the change in direction director for that movie, um, you felt pretty obvious in a lot of scenes. We can, we'll talk about that later. But it, it was it wasn't terrible. But I was hoping for better because I, unlike a lot of other people, liked. Man, Man of Steel and Batman v Superman. I did too. I can mm-hmm. I can watch those movies over and over again, and like some of the Marvel movies, which initially like the first time through, 
I liked it quite a bit. They lose it as a little bit as you watch them repeatedly, and they're just not quite as enjoyable the second and third time. But this Justice League, they're trying too hard to emulate now the Marvel Universe, and I think they're losing what set them set them apart from the, from the Marvel movies for the DC stuff. So. Uh, I really like the movie. Um, for the most part with the DC movies, I'll say it's pretty good when they need to be great. Yeah, there, there's a yeah. lot. There's a lot of hating on these movies at this point. Um, I don't think we're going to get away from it, unfortunately. But again, I'm a DC fan my entire life. I wanted a Justice League movie for a long time. This may not be the movie I was expecting or wanting to get, but I still liked it. And mm-hmm. you know, there are flaws with it, but I thought it was a really good movie. I've seen it twice now in the theater. I liked it more the second time. I also saw Thor twice. Yeah, as it works out. Yeah, but, I, I've uh, only seen each of them once. Mm-hmm. But I would go see Justice League again before I'd go see Thor again. Yeah. Uh, I found so you know we had the whole thing of Joss Whedon coming on and finishing mm-hmm. the movie mm-hmm. so the first time I watched it I'm really looking for which scene was probably Whedon which one was Snyder a leak did leak a, a list did leak online of who did what scene I was right except for one scene huh. you know you can kind of tell who mm-hmm. did what right it doesn't <laughs> flow as well as it should no, no. what I would have you know hypothetically if there had been some way to get both these guys working together from the start, I think we'd have a better experience. Mm-hmm. That's, I, don't, I like Zack Snyder movies, and I guess I'm in the big minority on <laughs> yeah, this one say. because right. I love Watchmen. Uh, I, I, I love Man, uh, Man of Steel. I love Batman v Superman, and didn't care for this one as much because I didn't like he was as strong. Their, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think I think he does action phenomenally. Yeah, I think he's a great action director. You've got to have more than that now, though. Yeah. You know, and, you, and you've got a lot of story you had to cover, and there's other factors. We have a CEO coming in saying your runtime has to be two hours yeah. when you have a complicated story to set up. That's and, not the way to go. And again, that's not on the directors at that point. And that's, I mean, when I watch, when I, when I say I like Batman v Superman, I watch the director's cut, so it's significantly right. yeah. longer yeah. than the theatrical release. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So... DC, you just need to stop cutting the movie short. Get yeah. the let the t- story I mean, be told. That's kind of the big thing now. Will yeah. there be, yeah, you well, know, well so much stuff was cut from this movie. Will there be an extended cut? I doubt we see a Snyder cut because I don't even know. If, I'm not sure if you can How at this far point. You know, I don't think right. anybody's 100 percent on that. But one mm-hmm. thing is, is, if they even do that, it seems like there was so many reshoots and redos right. on things. Like if they did that, would it be a Mess. Yeah, yeah. There are sure. there are some scenes where there is just a single character in the scene, even though it's in the middle of a fight scene, and you can feel like for sure, oh well, Whedon added that. Yeah, that's okay, a like, okay. Right. So like, here's the one I haven't seen that list. So like the 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 one scene that stood out the most to me is like I in the theater I said that was Whedon was at the end of the Superman versus the rest of the league fight. Batman's laying on the ground wow. talking about how much that hurt, oh, and yeah. he's the only character in that scene uh-huh. that had to be Whedon. Yeah, Whedon it was that well, yeah, okay, all right. It, because it was kind of a rip on that "Do you bleed anyway?" Yeah, yeah. Super, you know. "Do you bleed" was Whedon too, apparently. Yeah, okay. yeah. Uh, for what you're talking about, the one that really stood out for me, and I knew it when I saw it in the trailer, is in the big fight at the end, where you just see Wonder Woman real quick. It's a shot of Wonder Woman; she's the only one on screen, and she just kind of smiles real quick, and then it cuts back. That scene is not there for any real reason. It's totally a pickup that was inserted into this movie, but. You know, it's a nice shot, too. Like, it'd be a great poster, I guess. (laughs) Well, the joking banter back and forth, I feel like most of that was Whedon adding Mm -hmm. adding that in. Um, Right. The one, what I thought was uh, was Whedon that was Snyder was at the prison when Barry draws on the guy's face. 
that was Snyder apparently. Oh, okay. where he oh, takes really? the magic marker and draws on the, huh. the guy's glasses and mustache. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, apparently that was Snyder. Huh. Yeah, but I didn't. It was. I have to say, it wasn't as jarring as I thought it would be with two such totally different yeah. directors. And it, I, it flowed yeah. way better yeah. when I saw it the second time, and I'm not looking for it. Not when looking just, for that. I'm just going along for the uh, ride. It right. worked a lot better. Yeah. One thing I didn't like was in Batman v Superman, they established at the end of that movie that Superman was basically alive. Oh, for sure. And uh, then they come into this movie, and he's dead again, and they had to come up with this whole resurrection thing. They could have saved a lot of time by just going off of what was already right. established. I, I feel like they... They just they made a mistake there. Back as to that well. man, that man that scene in Man of Steel you're referring to real quick. Mm-hmm. A friend of mine hadn't seen like waited a long time to see the movie in theater. Like it had been out for several weeks before he could go see it. So he was avoiding spoilers. He saw a headline about the dirt in Man of Steel and was like, "Oh, that can't be anything," and clicked on it and saw the spoiler <laughs> oh, yeah. of Superman dying in that. One thing that I wish they, you know, obviously they threw, they put money, obviously too much into Justice League for what it made back. Mm-hmm. But where they could have used more money is the CGI on, the on must- Cavill's mustache. <laughs> that is, that, that yeah. is cr- that's got to be the, one of the craziest stories of this movie. <laughs> and so, yeah. and do such a close-up, knowing that you're going to have to do that much uh, yeah, CGI. Yeah. Keep okay. him at a distance. Here's the thing. Has anyone seen a picture of him in the suit with the stash? No. Yes, not, I saw one picture of that. Yeah, on, I can't remember where it set? was. Yes, yeah. Because I was looking around, I couldn't find anything online. I figured for sure they must have had that locked down. And something. I saw that like weeks and weeks before the movie came Did out. You? So yeah, because yeah. I I was like, there's no way someone doesn't have a picture of him in the suit with a mustache. <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm sure they don't want it out there. Talk about a poster. Uh, well, I guess it's yeah, possible yeah. that maybe the picture I saw was a Photoshop. Cause mm-hmm. I didn't I didn't pay that much attention to okay. it. So I could have saw somebody. Just I mean, people, there were a something. lot of people photoshopping like kind of jokey images mm-hmm, of it and right. stuff like that. But, but I I thought I saw. I thought for sure someone's jumping over a fence. Yeah, you know, get trying that, to get, get, get that, that shot. shot. Um, Close that for sure. The whole uh, the whole origin of the mother boxes and the Lord of the Rings feel to that particular scene where they oh the three mother boxes to rule them all. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know why we necessarily need the three mother boxes. Yeah. Did anybody else think that Cyborg was going to turn out to be the third mother box? They, I thought they showed all three pretty early, so okay. I, I, that didn't I that didn't cross remember. my mind. Mm-hmm. Because so. I kept thinking the third one was going to be in him that like you know that his father had repaired him with or something. I assume he just integrated with it. Yeah. Ever since the new Fifty Two, they have so dramatically changed Cyborg's oh, character. Yeah. They have significantly upped his power level. They're just they're desperate to get him as a founding Justice League member, and just stick with Wonder Woman, Batman, and Superman. And I mean, not don't you feel like these? I mean, that that was written by Johns. Don't you feel like that was done for this movie? Well, him being up was back in in New Fifty or uh, New Fifty Two. I, I mean, mean, even back then they were talking about the DC movies and stuff well, like maybe. that. Maybe you know, I I don't know. <laughs> I, I feel I feel like it's just a long term plan, like how Marvel revamped the Guardians of the Galaxy so they can make a movie maybe in a few out, years. Yeah, maybe yeah. so. That's that was the impression I got at the time anyway. Reading them, a, a lot more of the scenes, just like regular scenes where the characters are sitting around talking. I feel like 90% of that movie was filmed in front of, in front of a green screen. So like almost all the backgrounds well, were you, CGI. You love Zack Snyder movies. Well, <laughs> that's, but what it was, that's what he does. But it, it, it was more obvious in this movie right. than oh, what yeah. it was in most For of the sure. other ones to me. Well, I don't, the I don't thing know is, why. though, too, well, I think specifically with Snyder, because typically his movies are so stylistic mm-hmm. with like 300 and Sucker Punch, mm-hmm. it will look artificial. And that's kind of the look of it, you know, mm-hmm. because it is more stylized. 
this when, is when you're stock real world. Well, when you're showing the real world and doing CGI, just show the real world. Oh yeah, and, for sure. Yeah, mm -hmm. um, but uh, I, I don't know. But overall, it was. I mean, it was all right. Um, like I, I, I like Thor a little bit better. So like I, I gave this one a fine rating mm -hmm. for for how I felt about it. But I don't know what you guys do. Uh, well, I had very fine, like eight, because you know, going into it, like I said, it's I had the mindset of if this was the only Justice League movie we're gonna get for who knows how long or whatever, I was like, I'm gonna go in and if I like it, I like it, you know. But I liked it. It turned out to be not a whole lot what I wanted, like. It was cool to see Steppenwolf. It'd have been cooler to see Darkseid, and I don't even know what they're really mm -hmm. gonna do with that. Cause now at the end, spoilers, you know, the last in credit scene, you know, they tease either the Injustice League or Legion of Doom Legion or something Doom or, like yeah. that. But yeah. overall, I liked it. I had not a lot of problems with it. Well, we didn't yeah. even talk about the Flash Superman race. That was a that uh, was yeah. definitely uh, yeah. so for the fans. You know, that was right. the big. Yeah. You know, but Barry Allen looks like an idiot in that scene because he doesn't know which way to go. So, right. <laughs> uh, now there is not that scene, but I guess it's in the movie where they're clearing out the people. There's a shot of Flash running with Superman next to him on screen, mm -hmm. and it's like I got the same feeling from that as I got in Avengers when you had Captain America and Iron Man on the screen at the same time. Mm -hmm. Right. You know, so for some reason it's like those kind of duos that hit me harder than. Mm -hmm. And it's usually before you have the whole team together and everything. But just these classic, you know, kind of pairings we see in the mm -hmm. comics over the decades now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And when you see that live action for the first time, it's usually pretty special. Yeah. Yeah. Are you talking about the scene cool. in Avengers where I'll, the scene that really got me is in Avengers whenever Cap's standing there and Iron Man bounces his repulsors off of Cap's shield so they can take out a group of guys <laughs> right. around him, you know? Yeah. So that was that was like a yeah. cool scene for, for those two characters together. So And when they're all, like, out in the woods and that, back in Avengers. Oh, yeah. yeah. I really wish, I so wish that Captain America would have picked up Thor's hammer and handed it to him. That would have been... And just played it off like it's nothing. no big deal. No big deal. That, I mean, I am 100%, 150% with you on that. I have two complaints about Avengers. That's number one. Okay. And and number two, I actually got three complaints. Number two, <laughs> number, number two, there should have been a mention of Henry Pym and Janet Van Dyne, even if it was just on a screen someplace as founding Avengers. And number three, Cap and Carter, Peggy Carter, should have got their dance. But anyway, oh. that's a different movie. That's a different movie, yeah. so I'll stop. Right. <laughs> yeah. oh, got my rating on that. I'd probably have to do a, a fine plus on this one, too. You know, about the same. You know, maybe a little bit more, but I'm not going to go, you know, very fine, you know, yeah, like yeah. that. You know, maybe fine plus, very fine minus. I'll give it that. Give it the slight edge over Thor for me. Yeah, I'll say fine. I feel like just as an experience, I feel like Thor was better. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm in the bag for DC. I'm gonna buy the extended Blu-ray Steelbook when it comes out. Oh, me too. You know, mm -hmm. I'm I'm gonna see these movies. You know, I liked it. Again, there were flaws, but we know a lot of the backstory on this particular production. Mm -hmm. I mean, go when I watched it, you know, it felt like. You know, there were scenes like the Batman scene where you see him in Gotham hunting the Parademon and stuff, when he's like hanging on the water tower and stuff. I'm like that's Batman, right? You know, and then mm -hmm. Wonder Woman on Lady Justice and stuff. So, and then 
you get them fighting Steppenwolf. Like, it felt like a typical kind of beat em up superhero movie. It just it was fun. Mm-hmm. As far as the story goes, you're not going to get some crazy in depth, like, mystery or something mm-hmm. like Two that. hours. Yeah. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. I'd totally be down for a three hour just like, oh, yeah. if it's done I, well. And I think it would have been know. better. I think yeah. this movie would have been a lot better if they could have done the three hour or even another half an hour, I think, would have really helped that's why i'm looking that's why i'm also looking forward to the extended version of this movie i I have one more scene sorry i did really enjoy in the fight scene where they're all teaming up on superman and flash thinks he's gonna be sneaking up on him and it just goes slow-mo and flat and superman just watching him the whole time that's so creepy that was such a cool scene so now and i that was i had to be in a Zack snyder scene Oh, surely. I have to double-check that list. But <laughs> Let me know, but it had to be. So, Okay, I'm, I'm done with Justice yeah. League. So. Okay. All right. Uh, just real quick, uh, something I want to bring up. We kind of talked about Guardians of the Galaxy kind of influencing other movies. I feel like the ending of Doctor Strange is starting to influence other films. I think where you have, where it's not just necessarily a big beat-em-up with Dormammu at the end, mm-hmm. where he actually tricks him. He put, forces him into a situation where he mm-hmm. has to relent. I feel like to an extent, Thor. Yeah. You know, yes. it's kind of influenced by that. I feel Justice League kind of was too. Yes. Where we're not I just punching the bad guy into the ground. We have his guys turn on him mm-hmm. at the end of Justice League. We have Thor bring about Ragnarok to yeah. stop the villain. Mm-hmm. You know, I feel like these movies are starting to get more creative with their endings. And that's a good thing. That's a good bats. thing. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, because that's the criticism you hear of these superhero movies just in general is that they're all the same Mm -hmm. and you have a big video game boss fight at the end. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, have these creators. Which is the one failing of Wonder Woman. Yeah. You know, great movie. Oh, bad third act. Yeah. You know, boss fight. (laughs) (laughs) It was like... And I, had, I was cool with that, but I just wish they'd have done something with the mustache. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what is with DC and their mustaches? Come on, mustache. Yeah. Mustache uh, <laughs> right. Well, I, I said I was done with Justice League, but thanks for the in the credits. Jack Kirby yeah. created Fourth World. Word up. Yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. moving on. Okay. <laughs> all right, I guess the last thing is Punisher and. Three out of four of us haven't seen all of it, the Punisher Netflix thing. <laughs> we, we don't have to do a lot of spoilers okay. on this one, so I'll, I'll, I can be careful. I don't have a whole lot to say about it anyway. So. Gotcha. But, uh, but, I mean, what I've seen, I'm, I think I'm through episode five. And, you know, I mean, the first episode blew me away. I thought that first yeah. episode was amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and again, which is typical of Netflix series to me, it kind of gets bogged down in some of those middle episodes, you know. So mm-hmm. the first, first one was great. Second one was really good. Third and fourth, it's kind of those two kind of made it hard for me to go on. You oh, know what I wow. mean? It's just like uh, I just kind of bogged down in that. So well, for me, after the second season of Daredevil, this is the best of the Netflix shows. At the second season of Daredevil, and then Punisher slash first season of Daredevil are number two on that huh. list for the Netflix Marvel gotcha. stuff. Yeah, I think I still haven't seen the last three, and I've heard the last two really pick up and are pretty big ending to it. Um, but I really like what I've watched. Uh, again, the first issue, first issue episode, <laughs> we'll really, really kind of grabs you. Uh, I do like that they're dealing with kind of the soldiers and the kind of PTSD theme, yeah. and you know, obviously that's carrying over with Frank too in the mm-hmm. story. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like the military stuff is kind of repetitive from Daredevil. Uh, I really want to see Punisher just tearing through sort of street-level criminals. Hopefully they do get to that in the next season. Next season. Uh, mm-hmm. But it's it's been really good so far. 
just on a personal note, I had a <laughs> bad timing issue with my oh, blog right. yeah. with that Punisher trailer that came out uh-huh. with uh, Metallica's one is sort of synced up to the gunshots oh. in that <laughs> because I posted that on the day of the Vegas shooting. And again, go, that was not intentional. <laughs> That's just how timing works against you sometimes. Right. I would like to just, I mean, no more than that, that I've seen, I'd like to comment on Bernthal's portrayal. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. I mean, the, the way he does that is it's so brilliant, you know, because there is nothing subtle about anything he does. The way he eats is not subtle. The right. way, he, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He is very physical and everything, but very brutish, too. You know what yeah. I mean? It's just like, and I just love that all in. Everything he does is just all in. There I just are, there are very it. few times you can say that a casting was perfect, and mm-hmm. this is one of those times where I think he was the perfect person to cast for that character. Right. So my only real nitpick about it is I kind of feel like they forgot some of the origin that they'd established for him in the Daredevil second season. So, um, as far as, uh, I'm trying to think of some specifics, but, uh, how he's interacting with other people, um, it just feels different in this movie. I mean, Mm -hmm. if you're going to tell a a character based interaction show a story, you've got to, you've got to add that back into the character, but he was a whole lot more solo. Um, I felt like he was a little in establishing the relationship with, uh, microchip. I I think it's pretty obvious that he was going to be on his side but he took him way too long to figure out that if he didn't want to work with him, that, that, uh, he, you know, he would have done something differently. So, but this that kind of went on for, I think that's what you're talking about. where it kind of got bogged down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, after they finally get through that, that really, it really helps it pick up pace yeah, quite gotcha. from there. So do they ever actually call it microchip? Cause I keep hearing micro all the time. Yeah. I've you know, I'm, I'm remember. trying to think about that as I said that, and, and we know for sure it's micro most of the time, right. but, I just that's just from the comics, so yeah. I just had to had to keep it that way. Right. <laughs> I, I don't know what it is about uh, the Punisher. Every other character in the Marvel Netflix, they can take a dozen punches to the face and ribs, and the next episode they are completely healed. And Punisher has black eyes for the entire right. yeah. <laughs> the entire show, except when he goes and and sees a girl. Yeah. <laughs> You think he's using makeup? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe that's just how he looks. Uh, I don't know. But, yeah, again, uh, I don't know how the series ends yet, but I feel like, especially with the way they introduced him in this, they need a reason for him beyond his family to keep doing this. Right. Yeah. Because once he's taken all of them out, what's his motivation? What's yeah, the motivation? that's the thing. Yeah. And Punisher needs motivation, even if it's just, i got to get them all. Yeah. Even if he's just the Pokemon of crime fighters. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he's got to take all these guys out. Um, All right. Anything else? Uh, I no. Like I said I don't want to don't want to really okay. spoil it for anything. But like, yeah, I can't really rate it, you know. Of course, but you know, I mean. Well, I'm I'm definitely going. Uh, uh, probably I'm gonna have to go near mint. Wow. Near mint or near probably near mint minus just because I can nitpick it. So I'm gonna go near mint minus yeah. on the Punisher. Second best, second best of the Netflix shows. Far, you know, yeah, one of the few that I'm actually planning on watching again all mm-hmm. the way through. Uh, again, I haven't seen it all yet, but for what I've seen, I'd probably go near mint on that too. It's been a really good time, and I think we just got at a you know sort of a teaser trailer for season two, so that'll be coming sometime. I would assume next year. All right. Well, I guess that'll do it for this special review episode of the Campus Comics Cast. Um, let us know what you think. Contact us. At, uh, just message me on uh, Facebook again. 
Like we said, give us a like at the page. Stop in and see us at 816 East Main Street. Uh, phone number 618-457-6011. Got it right <laughs> the first time that time. And uh, again, this is Mike at Camps Comics. and uh, Scott Reed. Uh, find me at www.birdcomics.com. B-U-R-G has links to my eBay store, Facebook page, Instagram page, uh, Instagram feed. You can get it directly from the website. Uh, Dan Brown. You can find me on Twitter, WordPress, and my DeviantArt page at Detective651. And I'm Tyler Wright. You can find me on Facebook or maybe here at the store at some yeah. point. <laughs> there you go. All right. <laughs>